Recorded live. Good evening and thank you for tuning in tonight to the Word of Life Anointed Ministries weekly broadcast, Alive Because of the Word. Since we are alive tonight because of God's Word residing on the inside of us. Tonight I give God praise and I've given thanks to be to uh, for allowing me to be on this broadcast tonight. I thank him God, I thank him that he brought me through what I've been through and I thank him for this moment, for this rhema word that he's giving me for this moment, for this time, for this season. Saints of God, uh in the, at the beginning of this twenty fifteen I gave you the revelation that the Lord had given me that this year he wants to do new things. He wants to he wants to do things in your life. He wants to do new things in your life. But he requires your attention. And tonight he's he's telling me, he's giving me the rumor for you that he wants to speak to you. And tonight, so tonight we're going to be talking about how to hear the voice of God. And we're going to be showing you some ways that he's shown us to be able to hear him clearly. Because he's speaking. But sometimes when you have a lot of drama going on in your life and issues and things happening, you cannot hear him very well. But if you hearken and listen to what some of the ways that he's shown that you can participate and get yourself into that into that mode, you will be able to hear him a little more clearly. So tonight we thank God for you on this call. Who did not think a robbery to come on this on on this broadcast tonight? Thank God for each and every one of you. In the name of Jesus, and I just thank God for allowing me another opportunity to come on this broadcast to bring the word, the message that He has given me, because I have, I have an, I have a, a, an, a, an order that I have to give you this message, give you the message that He gives me. When He gives it to me, I have to give it to you. He said, "Tell my people." So tonight. I just thank God for this rhema. Thank God. And if you heed this rhema, you will be on your way to hearing more clearly the voice of God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice tonight. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I ask you to bless your people one by one and name by name. Bless everyone under the sound of my voice tonight. As you, God, that as I deliver this message that you have given me, this word, this rima that you have given me, may this rima bless your people. May this rima empower your people. May this rima touch the lives of those who you, you, you want to make an impact on. Father, we thank you because whatever it is that you need to do for your people. I ask you to have your perfect will, perfect way in their lives, in the name of Jesus. Touch, 
heal, deliver, set free, make whole. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. How to hear God's voice. In the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, it says, I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart, and I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me. Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision. Record the vision. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Habakkuk said, I will stand on my God post. So the first key to hearing God's voice is to go to a quiet place and still your own thoughts and emotions. Go to a, find a quiet place. That quiet place is in your bathroom, is in the, in the store where the commode is or so. Well, then go there. That's a quiet place. Psalm 46 verse 10 encourages us to be still. Let go. Cease from striving and know that God is in control. Sense of God, know that God is in control. He is in control. It might look like he's not in control. So you want to take the matter in your hand. But he's saying, he's reassuring us tonight again that he's in control. In Psalm 37, verse 7, we are called to be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. There's a deep inner knowing in our spirits that each of us can experience when we are quiet, our flesh, when we quiet our flesh and our minds. Because when we practice the, the, the biblical art of meditation, the word of God says meditate on my word. That's biblical. And we practice meditation. It helps silence the outer noise and the distractions from, from distracting our attention when we meditate. That means we take the word of God. And if it's, a, if it's one verse, we take that one verse and we keep meditating on it, repeating it over and over and over. We keep we keep it in our hearts throughout the day or throughout the evening or throughout the night or throughout whatever period of time. And we just think about that word. And we just keep repeating that word. And we just keep saying that word. And the more you say it, the more you meditate. The more you say it, the more you meditate. And it becomes a part of you. Loving God through quiet worship. Through a choir worship song is one very effective way to become still. In Second Kings, verse, I mean, chapter three, Second Kings, chapter three, Elijah needed a word from the Lord, so he said, "Bring me a minstrel." And the, and as the minstrel played a uh, 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 instrument that would play that could play a song. As the minstrel played, the Lord spoke. As Elijah listened to that song, the Lord spoke. He said, I found that playing. He said, I found that playing worship songs is the quickest way for me to become still before God. 
worship, not the fast praise song. Him, you love him, and you telling him you 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 worship him, and you telling him he's worthy of his, your praise. Worship is the quickest way to hear from God. You need to choose your songs carefully. The uh, boisterous songs of praise do not bring stillness but rather gentle songs that express love and worship. And it isn't just enough to sing the song. You come into God, the Lord's presence, more quickly and easily when your godly imitation, sorry, imagination to see the truth that he is right there with you and you sing songs to him personally. You sing songs to him personally. Say, I will keep watch to see, said the prophet, to receive the pure word of God. It is very important that my heart be properly focused as I become still because being focused is the source of the flow, of uh, of the spontaneous flow that's going to go through you, come through you. If you fix your eyes upon Jesus, Hebrews 12, 12, 2, the flow comes. But if you gaze, your gaze upon some desire of your heart, the flow will not be able to come. So to have a pure flow, you must become still. You must become still to have a pure flow. You must become still and quiet before, before God. Quietly worshiping him, quietly receiving the stillness, to do it when it's quiet and it's just you in the presence of God and you loving on God and you talking to him and you telling him how much you adore him, how much you worship him, how much you love him, thanking him for what he has done for you and you will find that your, your sensitivity we become more focused on him. So the second key to hearing God's voice, as you pray, fix your eyes. Fix the eyes of your heart upon Jesus. Imagine him being there. Fix your eyes upon your, the eyes of your heart upon him, seeing him in the spirit, in a dream, in a vision. Habakkuk was actually looking for vision as he prayed. He opened the eyes of his heart, and he looked into the spirit world to see what God wanted to show him. 
See, that's the second key. Habakkuk fixed his heart, his eyes upon Jesus. So when we go to meditate and we want to hear from God, we have to fix our eyes, the eyes of our heart, sorry, upon Jesus. God has always spoken through dreams and visions, and he specifically said that they will come to those upon whom the Holy Spirit is poured out. So being a rational person and observing facts that could be verified by your physical senses, you don't want to, you cannot hear from him through your physical senses. It's your spirit man. You have to tune in your spirit man to be able to hear from him. Tune in your spirit man. Opening the eyes of your heart and looking for a vision. Open the, your, the eyes of your heart to work when you're in that quiet place and you have your focus upon him and you're praising him and you're worshiping him and you're looking forward to, to, to communing with him. This is exactly what God wants us to do. He gave us eyes in our heart to see in the spirit, the vision, and the movement of Almighty God. There is an active spirit world all around us, full of angels and everything else. It's all around us. But we, if we do not focus the eyes of our heart upon the, the spirit world, we will be looking at things just in the natural. The Holy Spirit, the omnipresent Father, and his omnipresent Son, Jesus, are with us. And the only reason for us not to see this is through unbelief or lack of knowledge, if we don't know. That's why Hosea says, my, my people perish for lack of knowledge. But in his sermon in Acts chapter 2, verse 25, Peter refers to David's statement when he said, when David said, I saw the Lord always in my presence, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken, I will not be moved. That's what David said in Psalm 16. He said he knows that God, the Lord is present with him. He's there. He's at his right hand. So if he knows that he, the Lord is, is, is present with him, he will not be moved. He said, I have set, I have placed the Lord continually before me because he's at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Psalm 16, verse 8. Because David knew that the Lord was always with him, he determined in his spirit to see the truth with the eyes of his heart as he went through life, knowing that this will keep his faith strong. If you know, if you have that blessed assurance, and you have that assurance that God is with you no matter where you are, where you go, your faith, you will move, your faith will leap to levels that you, you, you will be able to control yourself. Because why? You have that assurance that no matter what is happening around you, God's presence is with you. So in order to see, we must look 
We must look. Daniel saw a vision in his mind and said, I was looking. I kept looking. I kept looking. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 2, verse 9, and verse 13. Read those uh, uh, passages. Daniel chapter chapter 2. He said, Daniel said he was looking. He was in expectation. He kept looking because he was expecting. Because he knew that God would come through for him. So as I pray, I look for Jesus and I watch as he speaks to me, doing and saying the things that are on his heart. So many Christians will find that if they will only look, they will see. Because Jesus is Emmanuel, he's God with us. Simple as that. Jesus is God with us. Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. We can see Christ present. You can see Christ present with you because Christ is present with you. In fact, the vision may come so easily that you will be tempted to reject it. You, you will not believe it, thinking it's just you. But no, he is with you. But if you persist in recording these visions, your doubt will soon be overcome by faith. And the more you expect and the more you see, the more you have that manifestation, your faith will take you to another level. Your faith then will take you to another level. Jesus demonstrated the ability of living out of constant contact with God, declaring that he did nothing on his own, but only what he saw the Father do. That's what he said. And what he heard the Father say, that's what he said. And that's John chapter 5, verse 19 to 20 and verse 30. So that's an incredible way to live. He said he cannot do nothing without the Father. Because everything the Father does, that's what he does. Everything the Father says, that's what he says. And we can't do nothing without God. We cannot do nothing without God. We are nothing without him. We must simply fix our eyes upon Jesus. Giving him access into the presence of God. He calls us to draw near to us. Luke chapter 23, verse 45. And Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 says, he pray, Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart be, may be enlightened. So when you have your heart, when you have your heart, when you have quieted your heart, that you are able to picture Jesus without any distractions of your own ideas or your plans, you will be able to keep watch to see what he will speak. Because why? You have zoomed out all the distractions, all the noise, all the thoughts, all the unbelief, all the things that will try to come to to distract you. Elijah just described hearing from God as a small voice. So if you have if you have listened for an if you are listening for an audible, audible voice, a God that, that does not speak that way all the time, Elijah said he heard a still small voice. So he, the Lord will speak. He might speak to you through a still small voice. 
He might lay something on your heart. And you 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 have that thought and he might bring someone to your mind or he might he might bring something to your lay on something lay something on your heart and you you might be try you might try to to dismiss whatever is on your heart but you find that you cannot dismiss it and when you try to think about something else it comes back to you. The Lord is speaking. The Lord is speaking. I found that usually God's voice comes spontaneously through thoughts, through visions, through feelings, through impressions. For example, haven't you been driving down the road and had a thought come to you to pray for a certain person? Did you believe, didn't you believe that God was telling you to pray? What did God's voice sound like? Was it an audible voice? Oh, Mary, will you pray for Sarah today? No. No, but he kept talking on your heart. And you kept thinking you couldn't, couldn't get that person off your mind. You couldn't get Sarah off your mind. And he's telling you to pray for Sarah. So then the third key to hearing God's voice is recognizing that God's voice in your heart often sounds like a flow of thoughts, like a flow of thoughts. Therefore, you want to hear from God. You, it's not a, in, a ch- by chance encounter, but it's a flow. It's a flow. Finally, God told Habakkuk to record the vision. He said, this was not a, 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 just an isolated command. He said, the scriptures record that many examples of our individual prayers and God replies in, in Psalms, many of them through prophets and revelations. And I have found that obeying the final principle, in, this final principle increases my confidence and my ability to hear God's voice more when you go with the flow. The fourth key is to write it down. That's what he told Habakkuk. Write the vision. Write it down. Write it down. Whatever you're hearing, write it down. Write it down. Always keep a, a notebook handy to write these thoughts. So, and you're asking God, you might be asking God for an increase, and he might be giving you an idea, a concept, an invention, a witty invention. You think all these people who invented things throughout history, you think it, don't you think it came through that thought? They got that thought one day, and oh, you know, this might be from God, and they wrote it down. And then you, another day you might get something towards the same thought, and you know, and you begin to develop that thought. He's giving you a an invention. He's giving you a, a, an idea. He's giving you a concept. And if you use that and you do what he's saying to do, that could be your increase. That could be your breakthrough he's giving you. Journaling is a good way. Journaling is a very good way. 
journaling is a very good way. So you don't say, oh, I think it's me, or I don't think it's God. No. When you write it down, you can be able to see it more clearly. That it will become more visible to you, and it will, then it will begin to make sense to you. Maybe it's an instruction that he's giving you. That's why he says in James chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, he says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and abrade it not, and it shall be given him. But let him, let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. For a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He doesn't want us to be double-minded. He said, ask in faith. He said, he will give it to you. And you might say, oh, why is this thought coming to me? So why, why am I thinking this way? Oh, that could be your breakthrough. Maybe he's giving you an idea, a creative idea, that if you use that idea, that could be your breakthrough. That could be your increase. So the four simple ways, keys that the Lord showed from Habakkuk have been used by people of all ages, from all cultures, from all continents, from all denominations to break through, to get their breakthrough. So you cannot just do one and don't do the, rest, the three. You have to do all three. So in order, the order of the keys is not important, but it's just that you use them. Make sure you do them. And you will see as you begin to practice those principles. First, Go to a quiet place and still your thoughts and emotions and begin to worship God. Worship in song. Worship in praise. The second key to hearing God's voice, as you pray, fix the eyes of your heart upon Jesus. Say in the spirit, the dreams, and the visions of Almighty God. Fix your eyes. Upon Jesus. The third key to hearing God's voice is recognizing that his voice in your heart often sounds like a flow of thoughts. A flow of thoughts. Do this. Write this down. I'm showing you this. Go to such and such and such. It will become like a flow of thoughts. And the thoughts will keep coming and coming and coming. And the fourth key is when you begin to hear and you begin to speak things to your heart, begin to journal those things, those ideas, those concepts, and you will see you will have improved your way of hearing from God. So tonight we just thank God for this teaching. Thank him for giving me this rumor because God wants to speak to his people. He wants many have asked him for increase to take them to another level, 2015. And when you hear from him, as you are hearing from him, he will give you instructions what to do in 2015. 
and you will see yourself move from one level to another level. Father, we thank you tonight for your rhema. Thank you for this word you've given for your people. Bless your people as they, they hear and do what you have said tonight. Thank you, God, for this rhema. Thank you for clear hearing, clear hearing from you. Thank you for witty ideas, for concepts, for visions, for dreams coming true, for ideas, for breakthrough in every area of their life. In the name of Jesus, continue to bless them, Lord, and take them to another level in 2015 as you promised, because your word would never return unto you void, but it will accomplish that which it has been sent out to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Once again, thank you, friends, for tuning in tonight to the Word of Life United Ministries Weekly Broadcast, alive because of the Word. Tune in again next Wednesday night at 9 p.m. for another session, for another rim word from the Lord for this time, for this season, for your breakthrough, for your prosperity, for your inheritance. In Jesus' name we pray. Good night. I love you. God loves you. And I'll see you again next Wednesday night. Bye-bye.